Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. Yes. Yes, that is who we are. For sure. Factual. So, how are you doing? Okay. Um, Friday was our nephew's birthday. Yes. And our dad is in town yes. for our nephew's birthday. Yes. So we had a good time. Oh, I had a good time. And you were you were there and participated and nobody was rude. Surprise on both counts. Uh, yes, very much so. <clears throat> I was, to be honest, when whenever we have a lot of family in one place, I always am concerned that something is going to happen that emotionally wrecks someone because that's what families are true <laughs> i'm kidding sort of i'll just say are you sort of okay um no whenever we get around we have a lot of different opinions Let's so i'm concerned no 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 no. we have I'm a lot not... of different opinions so i'm concerned that the talk of opinions is going to lead to some sort of disagreement which it did it did but, but not like a major disagreement it was relatively, it, it, it died down. And then people joked about it. Which is what we do. So yeah, he, the nephew turned seven. Nephew turned seven! And he um, was so sweet and so well behaved. Yeah, not yesterday. No, I meant on his actual I birthday. I wasn't here yesterday for that I'm, very reason. No, no, no. He was fine almost the entire day. I'll, I'll tell you later. Anyway, so, birthday aside, um, you have something to, next week? Right? Yes, I have a wedding on Friday, yes, so, so I will get this posted. So, I, we've been having, I've been having some scheduling things with posting episodes on time, because um, our schedule is supposed to be Mondays and Fridays for you guys, and I've had, at the end of the month, my job gets crazy, so... I don't have the time to do it because I have a bunch of other things that I do in any given day. So like the Monday episode was posted like at 11 p.m. on Monday and Friday's episode was posted Sunday morning. <laughs> like it, I apologize. I'm going to try to get better at it. But when work is busy, I get busy, you know. And it's just, I'm not saying that this is not a priority for me. What I'm saying is there are various priorities in my life that have um, different pulls. Um, I mean, so like work is an obvious thing. Yeah. Family is an obvious thing. People who have limited time with you is an obvious thing, which is why yes. when our friend visited, we didn't, I think we, we missed an entire week. We missed an entire week it and happens. we told everyone, hey, sorry, we missed a week. Yeah, so, like, don't be surprised if next week there is no episode. Because, let's say, Friday and Saturday, you're just knocked out. Oh, yeah. Saturday and Sunday, you just want to relax. Like, I'm not going to call you and be like, hey, come over and let's record. Yeah, so the wedding wedding is on Friday at 5 p.m. 
And it's supposed to be like the ceremony and the reception. We're not going to be done until at least 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we're renting a hotel room nearby. And so are the boyfriend's brother and his fiance and cousin and girlfriend. So there's going to be the six of us. And we're all Ubering there and Ubering back to be socially responsible with, you know, whatever alcohol consumption there is. Um, because don't drink and drive. Please don't. Yeah, don't just don't do it. So to to be able to enjoy ourselves and have however many drinks we want to have, we're going to Uber. Yes. Um, but they're all really close friends. The brother, the boyfriend, and and um, the cousin. So I don't foresee us going to sleep anytime soon after we get done with the wedding. Yeah, no. It's it's going to be like adult sleepover, basically. So you know how those goes and checkout time is at 11, 11.30. So I wouldn't be surprised if we barely get any sleep before it's time for us to leave. Yep. So <clears throat> well, I, what we can do... Is be super active on Monday and Friday. Yeah. And like chat or whatever. I can finally pull through. You know what? While I have those two days while you're like recovering, Mm -hmm. I will make us a Discord server. A Dueling Club podcast Discord server. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a little Discord illiterate. Us touch. I'm I'm a smith. I'm more than a little. True. Um, but, like, you can make, like, bots that, like, people can, like, react to something and it gives them a role so they can have access to channels and stuff. I have no idea how to do that stuff. This is how illiterate I am with certain <coughs> things, by the way. Certain mm-hmm. technological things. So, everybody who has Microsoft like, uses Discord. Teams. No, 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 no. No, no, I know what Discord <laughs> I know, is. I know. But, apparently, so, so you know how everyone who has Microsoft stuff has Teams. They just have it. It's just in- included. So I had a one of my account ex, um, account managers say, "Hey, here's what's happening with this customer," and they keep telling me to check free time, and I'm like, "Free time? Yeah, apparently it's an add-on to Teams that uh, works like the scheduling assistant in Outlook." Okay, how? I'm like, why not just use the scheduling assistant in Outlook? Because it's right there. Maybe they're just super duper active in Teams. Maybe, but now I have to figure out, one, how to get the add-on, two, how it works, uh, and three, start using it specifically only for this one set of on things. On Teams, there's like a thingy for add-ons. Yeah, but it's actually search. an add-on to Outlook. That's weird. That works in conjunction with Teams. Oh, I don't know. That's... So I know how to add it in Outlook. I just need to figure out how to actually use it. Because so I didn't even know it existed. Why? And it's only for one set of things. No. I mean, you have to, but no. I have to, but it's just ridiculous. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> this is not Harry Potter. No. Sorry. It's just one of those things that, again, I've been so busy with work that my mind automatically goes to work. You always go to work. Your um, brain, rather, not you actually yes. doing work. Anyway. I, I'm just looking something really up. Look up. <laughs> looking something up really quick. Alrighty then. So, um, yes, that's what's happening and things and stuff. I actually also realized that we're pretty much 
all of us are pretty much booked from now until next year. Because literally in a few weeks is, is Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving. Yes. And then shortly thereafter, in the middle of us trying to figure out how to get presents for everyone, is Christmas. Yeah. And then the week after is New Year's. So, like, literally, I have been busy since mid-September, mid-August, <laughs> until 2022. It doesn't get any better. No, it's just busy. Busy, 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 busy. That's me. But I have, so remember in our previous podcast, I think it was not the last one, but the the one before, the episode before, we talked about how I've gotten back into my knitting and crocheting and I hand sewed a couple of masks, one for the boyfriend and one for me. And it's like, I need to figure out how to use my sewing machine that was gifted to me for my birthday from the boyfriend. Thank you, boyfriend. So that I can do those things and mass produce them because although I can whip up a mask in a couple of not even in like an hour um, or less for one that's not effectively using my time if I use my sewing machine I could make more in that amount of time and sell them because I make really cool Harry Potter ones yes you do yes so that would also be something that you know might possibly come up as available in in a giveaway or for purchase. And I'm going to put it out there. <clears throat> if you have uh, been to the Harry Potter store or ordered like butterbeer from there somehow. Mm-hmm. It is not the same as the one that you get in the actual store. Like from the, the cafe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Their bottled one is super caffeinated. Yes. So it's actually. Not caffeinated. Not ca- I did it earlier, too. Carbonated. I literally did the same thing earlier. Yes, yes, you did. On the phone with you, half asleep. Did I not say the same? Yes, he did. I'm going to end it all. Anyway. No, you're not. super carbonated, and it's not particularly good. See, this is why you either have to have it there or figure out how to make it yourself, because the bottled stuff, never as good as the fresh stuff. Well, I was thinking, what if you do the whole shake, open, let it go flat? But then the taste the, then of the, the carbonation t- yeah. is going to still be there, so it might be weird. And plus, you don't get the sweet cream that they put on top as well. Yeah. It's just not super pleasant. I'll still include it in the giveaway, but that's like the only tip I can give is when you get it, make Be prepared. Sure. It's super carbonated. Yes. So try Make it go flat. See if that helps. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So on another note, we're actually going to get back to Harry Potter. And let me stretch out my legs because, you know, that's just how we roll. We have long legs. It's a thing. All right. So, hey, guess what? Guess what? What's up? I would really love it if people would like, follow, and subscribe. You didn't do it sneaky this time. I did Don't do it. She wasn't sneaky. No, no, no. Do it, though. I mean, you should do it. But don't do it. She wasn't sneaky. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, okay. and you know we're we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, <clears throat> who where we now have almost fifty people in our Facebook group. Nice. Not the Facebook page, the group itself. Oh, oh yeah. Well, why is it like private slash secret? Just let people join. Who cares? 
Well, I don't want it to be open to to. For, we'll talk. We'll discuss it later. We'll just we'll just moderate it like better if, if they're bots or whatever. Who cares? We'll see. Anyway, so so we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're hosted on Podbean, so that's where you can directly listen to us. But you can listen to us on any podcasting <coughs> site, such as Spotify, Castbox, can just, iTunes. Can you just record this at some point and then just insert it? Uh, probably, but that okay. w- yeah, we'll get there. So, like, follow, subscribe, comment. You're awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, 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 before we go into the actual book, guess what? What? Whoever has the Walgreens app or wants to download it or wants to go to their website, they have a set of six ornaments, Harry Potter ornaments for twelve ninety nine. I just randomly saw them come up on in my my um Facebook feed, I wanna say. And it was like Walgreens. I was like, oh, I have their app. Let me see. So they're there. Just letting you know. And there's a bunch of uh, Harry Potter stuff at Target as well. So if you guys want to see it, including plushies. There, there is a new Funko Pop that I was made aware of. It's Harry Potter at Madame Malkin's. Oh. So he's wearing his, like, shirt. But like his, like, like when Hagrid picks him up his shirt, but it's, like, not tucked in. Mm-hmm. He looks like a little messy kind of thing. Okay. It's like, it's going to, I don't know how to get it. I don't know how to get it either. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But that's, that's all I wanted to say. Um, Actually, I think it might have been available at Target. I'm wearing some Gryffindor socks today that I got from Target. Nice. They came in a six pack. I approve. As a Gryffindor, I will not. I haven't worn the Slytherin socks yet. Because I'm not a Slytherin. I'm more Gryffindor than Ravenclaw. No, I'm more Gryffindor than anything else. Other than Ravenclaw. Sorry. I recently took the... I'm, I'm still a little tired, guys. I recently took the, the quiz again, the one that has all of the possible options, and it gives you a percentage. Oh, that's so cute. I'm going to And it gives you the, the um, percentages of each house. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and it was like... I'm 75% Ravenclaw. Awesome. I'm 45% Gryffindor. That's cool. I'm 44% Hufflepuff. That's awesome. Slytherin, it was like 17. I get why there would be some appeal for that. I don't like that, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, you are what you are. Well, it's not like you're, 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 percent, you're out of 100, you're this. It's like you... That's super cool. You espouse certain traits that align with this 75% of the time, you know? Yes. So this is you. I I like seeing, oh, I've changed a little bit because I used to be um, obviously primarily Ravenclaw, but I used to be more Hufflepuff than Gryffindor. And now I'm more Gryffindor than Hufflepuff. But it's always relatively within the same, within a couple of percentages, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that. I'm just Gryffindor. I don't know, dude. Okay. Hey, whoever, however you want to figure out which one you are, cool. 
If you want to do the one that the test that gives you a bunch of different percentages, cool. It's whatever you want to do. I'm going to say I'm Ravenclaw no matter what. But if somebody's like, what's your secondary house? I'll be like, um, I guess Gryffindor. The only person that's ever asked me that is you. Yes. So no. So no. So no. Okay, so you know what? Let's just go to the book now because we've talked about other things <coughs> first. Yes. And we did the catch-up. We did the catch-up. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We did a whole episode that was a catch-up. Oh, yes. Sorry, I thought you meant recap in my head. That's what <coughs> where I was. <coughs> Don't ask me. Okay, good luck with that one. Yeah, today um, is just that kind of day. So, we are in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Today is a Bones Day, but no Brain Day. Stop it. That's not nice. I would never say that to you. Okay. So we're going over chapter 17, educational decree number 24 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is season five. Um, just to give you a recap of what happened last time. Um, so Harry Potter reluctantly says, yeah, I guess I'll teach defensive magic. And they go to the Hogshead, which is super dirty, oddly smells a little bit of goat. They go to a weird bar. Yeah. You could have just said that. Well, I'm just saying, because we told people to remember that. Oddly smells of goat, barkeeper's familiar. And they want to talk about what happened. And Harry's like, listen, I'm not the one. Don't make me talk about Cedric. It's not going to happen. But if you want to learn some cool spells, I could teach you. And they're like, awesome. And that was it. Sound like a good recap? Roughly. Okay. So after they come back, Harry's super happy. They spend Sunday doing homework like they did last week. Spend Sunday doing homework. Um, him and Ron, Hermione, obviously, she's already done her homework and she bewitches some knitting needles to make some more hats and scarves and stuff. Because, you know, she's trying to liberate the house elves. And everything's great until Monday. Yes. Uh, Harry and Ron head down uh, from the dormitory. Um, <clears throat> disgusting, uh, disgusting, disgusting Quidditch strategy. Yes. And they happen on, um, there's like a uh, notice board in the Gryffindor mm -hmm. common room where like Hogsmeade visits and random things are posted. And they find um, a, a new sign that they hadn't seen before affixed to it. Um, let's see. It reads, by order of the High Inquisitor of Hogwarts, all student organizations, societies, teams, groups, and clubs are henceforth henceforth disbanded an organization society team group or club is hereby defined as a regular meeting of three or more students permission to reform may be sought from the high inquisitor professor umbridge in parentheses no student organization society team group or club may exist without the knowledge and approval of the high inquisitor any student found to have formed or to belong to an organization, society, team, group, or club 
that has been uh, that has not been approved by the High Inquisitor will be expelled. The above is in accordance with Educational Decree Number Twenty Four, signed Dolores Jane Umbridge, High Inquisitor. So basically, interesting timing. Yeah, Harry is like, oh man, this is a, a coincidence. She knows. And then I think of the TikToks where it's like, she knows. I know she knows. Yeah, she knows. That's a good song. Yes. By J. Cole. Anyway. So she knows. And Ron's like, how can she know? And he's like, no, she knows. And Ron, of course, is like, it was that Zachariah Smith or Michael Corner. He looks shifty. Yeah, Ron, because he's dating your sister, you're going to call him shifty? But Hermione is like, no, no one could have told her. Because I bewitched the parchment. Well, it's, it's number one, they're, aren't they doubtful? They're like... Well, yes. So they try to go up to tell Hermione. And the second they try to go up to the girls' dormitory, the stairs turn into a slide. And they didn't realize that the, the stairs were bewitched. But then they tell Hermione. And Hermione's like, oh, I wonder... I wonder who told them, essentially. And they're like, somebody at the meeting. And Hermione's like, no, they couldn't have. So it's, someone must have blabbed to her, Ron said angrily. They can't have done, said Hermione in a low voice. You're so naive, said Ron. You think just because you're all honorable and trustworthy. No, they can't have done because I put a jinx on that piece of parchment we all signed, said Hermione grimly. Believe me, if anyone's run off and told Umbridge, we'll know exactly who they are and they will regret it. Mine says they will really regret it. Yes. Okay. And yeah, it's a yeah. factual statement. And he, Ron's like, what'll happen to them? And she's like, let's put it this way. You know, Eloise Midgen, you know, the one who has the really bad acne who tried to curse her acne away? They'll look like cute freckles in comparison. Or like her acne will look like cute freckles in comparison. Yes. And they're, oh, never mind. So they head down um, to breakfast, and Fred, George, Ginny, Neville, and Dean all approach Harry, and who assures them that the defense class is still meeting. Angelina Johnson, meanwhile, is dismayed over the decree banning Quidditch teams. Because it specifically says teams. Yep. And she has to request permission to reform the Gryffindor team. Uh, she begs Harry not to upset Umbridge again, because that could... Oh, yeah. Well... We know what it'll do because it'll he asked for yeah because he asked for his detention to be moved to another day so that he could be there for tryouts to just support everyone the way that Angelina Johnson wanted them to and Umbridge was like nope I think you should miss something that you want to do mm-hmm. so if he pisses her off if he angers her she's going to take it out on all of the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Because uh, that's yeah. the kind of person she is. Don't like her. So they're going through their class and they they go to History of Magic. And all of a sudden, Hedwig appears on the windowsill carrying a message. And Harry realizes that usually she just puts out her foot so that he can grab it. And she's not doing that. And Hermione's like, look, her wings messed up. And Harry goes to touch it to see. And Hedwig is like, and looks at him with reproach. Mm -hmm. So 
she's um, been attacked. Yes. So, fast forward, he just completely, he he does what I would do, I think, where it's like, if my animal's injured, it's like, get out of the way, I don't care what I'm doing right now. Well, he basically says, Professor Bins, I don't feel well, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And Professor Bins, well, he's hiding Hedwig. Mm-hmm. And Professor Bins like, oh yeah, sure, go. Go to the infirmary. He's like, cool. And he's like, no, I'm not going to the infirmary. Like, obviously, he doesn't tell this to Professor Benz. But he's like, I'm not going to the infirmary because I'm not the one who's sick. I need to find Professor Grubbly Blank. Yes. So where do they go? It's the staff room, right? Yes. Which apparently doesn't exist in the movies. No. Okay. But it's guarded by, like, gargoyles? They're they're just not gargoyles. Well, kind of guarded. Yeah. They're kind of lazy guards. You know, they interrogate two storms, you, but... two stone gargoyles, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say you should be in class, Sunny Jim. That's the thing is that's why when you said guarded by, I'm like I don't know if they're really guarding. They're there, yeah, and they're like very reproachful. Like, dude, come on, you got you should be in class, bro. And he's like, this is urgent. Oh, urgent is it? <laughs> well, that puts us in our place, hasn't it? <laughs> they're sassy gargoyles. Yes. Okay, so, you know, he he sees the door open, it's Professor McGonagall, and she's like, you haven't gotten another detention, which makes sense, because Harry's always getting detention. Now, this year. Yes. This year, I swear, there's some, there's, this is not a good year for him. This book should really just be called Harry Potter and the String of Detentions. Yes. Because he spends... Well, he has a lot of attention next year as well. It's like Harry Potter and what did you do? What did you do this time? He did have, well, he had one big bout of detention next year in the next book. Yeah, we'll get there. Yes. So, anyway. we'll get there. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's urgent. I need to see Professor Grubbly Blink, essentially. And he's like, my owl is injured. And her ears perk up. She's like, injured owl? What? What? Mm-hmm. So uh, she happens to be in the staff room. Yes. And she says that, yes, Hedwig has been attacked, but she'll be fine. It, she can be she, killed. Yeah. It looks like she's been attacked. I don't know of any animals that would do it. Thestrals, ha- and I'm I'm not reading it. I'm just saying it from memory. Thestrals have been known to attack owls, but Hagrid has, but Hagrid the, has them the trained. Hogwarts herd of Thestrals very well trained. Yes, so they don't know what it is. And McGonagall pulls Harry aside and is like, um, "Do you know where your owl traveled traveled from?" Well, it, it, I think Grubbly playing us like you know, or is it? Is it I have it right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is McGonagall. Yeah. She's like, do, do you, you know, know where I traveled the, from? This owl's traveled, Potter. And he's like, London. From London, I think. And obviously McGonagall, you know, light bulb goes off and she knows London actually means 12 Grimmauld Place. Yes. I should be able, uh, Plank, I should be able to sort this out if you leave her with me, Potter. She shouldn't be flying long distances for a few days in any case. Or th- right, thanks. And that's when McGonagall pulls him aside and says, "Hey, no. be careful." No. Yes. First, hold on, Wilhelmina. Potter needs his letter. Oh, okay. And then the letter is just um, from Sirius, very short, saying, um, 
today tonight same today same time same same place yeah Yeah. and then she says well no before he even reads it she says be careful the the channels of communication could be being monitored and then he reads it Mm -hmm. and then he goes back and finds hermione and ron and ron's like where'd you take her hermione's like is hedwig okay and he tells them what happened and what it means. And they're like, what do you think that means? He's like, well, common room, fireplace. Duh. Like, that's literally the last time he we saw him. And she's like, oh, yeah. I just hope nobody else read this. And how do you think she got hurt? Yeah, I think even Ron says, or like, that they were they were talking and it was like, what if she was intercepted, I think, was it? Oh, yeah, no, it says, what if, it says it in here. Um, uh, Yeah, well, I was just saying to Ron, what if someone had tried to intercept Hedwig? I mean, she's never been hurt on a flight before, has she? And then lose a letter from Snuffles and all that stuff. Um, So, before potions class, uh, Draco Malfoy actually makes, Draco Malfoy, just Draco, Makes a, a rude comment about people with mental infirmities. We looked it up. It actually is a thing because they're both like, what? Yeah. Um, Staying at St. Mungo's. Mungo's. And of course. We cannot. Speak. Today we're having trouble. We apologize. Send help. I beg. Okay. Or dragon ice tea monsters. They're too good. Something, send something, because apparently our mouths, we are tongue-tied today. We, we are. This is a disaster. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Neville, enraged, tries to fight him, but is restrained by Harry and Ron. Well, of course, he promised Dumbledore that he wouldn't say anything, but Harry knows that Neville's parents, who were driven insane by Bellatrix Lestrange are in St. Mungo's. So, of course, Neville's going to be ridiculously annoyed at this. And Draco knows that. Well, surprisingly enough, Draco starts this whole thing by saying that, like, Arthur Weasley deserves to, like... What was it? Excuse to suck Arthur Weasley for years. And as for Potter, my father says it's a matter of time before the Ministry has him carted off to St. Mungo's. Apparently, they got a special war people whose brains have been addled by magic. So, the thing is, you'd suspect that, like, Ron should get mad or Harry should get mad, and Neville is the one. Well, yeah. So, I would understand if Ron got mad because it was a dig. It started as a dig at his dad. Again, I would understand if Hermione, Ron, or Harry got mad at the dig at Harry. Mm-hmm. But none of it is directed toward Neville specifically. But it's the one that it's the most, it hits home the hardest. Well, wouldn't it hit home the hardest for you if your parents were in an insane asylum? Yeah. And somebody was talking smack about and, people and in insane will, asylums? But someone is the cause of it, too. Like, it's not like... I don't know, dude. It's just... It's it's bad. Well, again, we've gone over a little bit in previous episodes, the bonus episodes, we talked about how... Oh, and actual chapter episodes. Mm-hmm. How Bellatrix was a black uh, originally... Mm-hmm. Part of the black family, and Lucius married her sister. So Draco is talking out of pocket right now about people that his aunt 
drove insane. Yes. And that's the thing. <sighs> like, he has to understand that it's not just a dig at the people he intended, but he, it's also a dig at other people. Do you think he knows? That Bellatrix was the one who drove them insane? Yeah. Absolutely. I, don't think so. I think that it would be a, a point of pride with Lucius. Mm. Uh, no, no, I'm saying if Draco knows. I don't think Draco knows. Well, I, I think... think Draco. So, Draco, you, we know in. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Be careful. Are you trying to. We're allowed to do spoilers, remember? I know, but not like huge ones. We no, agreed not, gonna, not to I'm do not huge gonna, ones. I'm not going to spoil the book series right now. Okay. But it, it's something that is kind of relevant, but also not because it doesn't go all the way. But Draco regrets. Yes. Some of the actions he takes. Well, y- yes, but I don't think I don't think he would necessarily regret it just yet. I think no, right no, no. now what I'm he's saying in. Is is that he he would find that kind of action? I think that I think he'd be a different character if he knew. The atrocities that they've actually done. I mean, I'm sure he's aware that they've done unsavory things to people who didn't abide by the Dark Lord, but I don't think he knows details. And and the devil is in the details. Do I think he knows exactly what she did? No. I don't think he knows every bit of the way that she tortured them. But I think he knows that his aunt is in Azkaban for for torturing in whatever way people who tried to get in her way yes i i that that's where that's that's what i think that he is aware of he may even know that i think he may even know that a group uh, two of those happened to be neville's parents Yeah, yeah but i don't think he understands i don't think he was made privy of the information, of the details that that she tortured them relentlessly to the point where it fractured their psyche and they're alive and in a mental institution. Yeah, those are the details that I don't think that he's aware of because I don't want to be one of those, like, Draco apologists. I'm not. No. I extremely dislike him and I don't think his uh, redemptive arc is enough to redeem him. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to hint at, which is why it's like, it's a spoiler, but not really, because they like, J.K. never actually redeems Draco. Draco is never redeemed. Just like for me, Snape Sorry, is never spoiler. redeemed. It, maybe, it's, maybe it's a spoiler because you like Draco, but... Yeah. There you go. Um, <clears throat> but I do think that he does have some, like, sort of, like, con- like he cares. He has an amount of caring. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, conscience. I I feel like later. So I feel like this is a good juxtaposition between um, Sirius and Draco. They both grew up essentially in the same family Mm -hmm. because they're all connected. They both grew up in pure blood mania families, and Sirius went the I'm going to go completely against what my family believes because it's wrong and i'm actually gonna fight for the other side whereas draco was like well i grew up in it and this is what i've only i the only thing i've ever known and whatever i'm gonna go with it eventually we learn like you said that he comes to regret some of the things he did but 
to me, it feels like the people who quote unquote find Jesus while they're on death row. It's great that you found something, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you did what you did to get there. You know what the difference is between them? What? It's a very simple difference. It's where they got sorted. Because Draco is brought up that being a Slytherin is the best thing ever, pure blood, being, you know, we're above everyone, uh, you know, we we strive for power, that's what we do. But and that's Draco, not the difference. Is, okay, go it, ahead. It is complete, it's, the, it's the start of the difference. Go ahead. And so Draco was sorted Slytherin, and it's the prophecy fulfilled. The pure blood sorted into Slytherin where he belongs. Yeah, but... So everything that he's been taught his entire life is correct. But... So now listen. Uh-huh. So now Sirius goes through the same thing. He gets sorted to Gryffindor. His parents are ashamed. The prophecy isn't fulfilled. The pure blood isn't sorted into Slytherin. And so they're ashamed and they start acting out against him. Right, but here's here's where fundamentally I think your flaw, your logic is flawed. Mm. Draco started with the my family's all been in Slytherin. Slytherin's the best place to be. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what he went into school with. Sirius didn't go into school with that because when he met, we find out when he met James on the train and stuff, when they were going to Hogwarts, he made a friend and realized, oh, this isn't. This isn't exactly what I want. Yeah, but I'm so they sure went there was into even a line where he was like, uh, where he was talking about James, and he's like, I, you know, we became best friends on the train. Yes, and then I found out, you know, that that he aimed for Gryffindor as a pure blood. James like, wasn't a pure blood. Yes, he was. Oh, yes, he was. Sorry, and that he. he I'm thinking well, about. I, I was like, I want to follow my friend. Mm-hmm. To Gryffindor. But that, see, that, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. He wouldn't have... They're, they're inherently he different before the sorting, yes. but I think the sorting is what reinforced their personalities. Okay. As long as you're willing yeah, to say yeah, they're yeah. inherently no, different. No, no, no. I wasn't saying that they're the same okay. person. It's that, like, yes, there's, there's, there's differences between them, but I think the sorting is what made it concrete where it's like... They're going to take completely different paths, even though they have similar origins. Yes. They have, they, they, yes, I agree with you in that. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to point out that it's, it's not necessarily. I would never say my favorite character is like one of my least favorite. Please. Okay. No, I know. I just, I couldn't let it go with us not pointing that out mm-hmm. because no. <laughs> Because no, I don't have any other way to say it other than because no. No, no, I understand. Okay, good. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, Harry leaps forward, grabs Neville by the robes, and is like, "Stop it!" And he hasn't—he clearly hasn't said anything because Dumbledore made him promise. But yeah. Harry knows what's up with Neville's parents. And, of course, Snape comes in as, like, fighting Potter, Weasley, Longbottom. Ten points from Gryffindor. Release Longbottom, Potter, or it will be detention inside all of you. Which Umbridge is inside. She's she's inspecting this class of potions. And uh, she has questions for Snape. (sighs) 
My favorite, and it happened in the movie. <laughs> I love it in the movie. Oh my god! It, so Harry is listening so intently um, to see what happens because obviously he he is Im- he's intrigued. Anything that happens to involve Umbridge, Harry wants to know because he already believes she's evil. I mean, we already believe she's evil. We know. Wait, I'll just say, we know she's evil. Anyway, yes. so the line of questioning is, now how long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? And it's the same line of questioning yeah. she's done with all of them. Yeah, 14 years. And then, this is my favorite part. You applied first for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post, I believe. Professor Umbridge asked Snape. Yes. But you Snape were quietly. unsuccessful? Obviously. <laughs> Like, I don't, dude. Oh, like, my God. obviously he was unsuccessful if he's the potions professor. Like, that would be like me saying, hey, I applied for a job at, at Xerox and I work at IBM. You'd be like, oh, so you were unsuccessful? Obviously. <laughs> I don't work there. So, obviously, it wasn't successful. Yeah. Uh, and then asked if he regularly has applied for the position, which he answers yes. Do you have any idea why Dumbledore has consistently refused to appoint you? I suggest you ask him. Said J- Snape jerkily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. He's like, I'm so, I'm so over this line of question. Yes. Oh, I shall. I suppose this is relevant. Oh, yes. Yes, the ministry wants a thorough understanding of teachers' or backgrounds. And then while Harry is listening, I'm pretty sure he makes, like, a small mistake. Yeah, he forgot to put in the salamander blood or enough of it. And Mm -hmm. he's just not paying attention. And Snape is like, oh, no marks again then, Potter. Mm -hmm. You will write me an essay on the correct composition of this potion, indicating how and why you went wrong to be handed in next lesson. Do you understand? I don't like Snape. I don't like Snape at all. No. Not even a little bit. So, um, Harry wants to skive off divination so he can use that as an opportunity to write his Snape, Snape essay now. Because if not, he'll be up all night. A better part of the night writing yeah. it. And Hermione's like, no, you can't skip class. You can't skip divination specifically. And it's just like, Bro, you literally dropped divination as a class. Don't even start. Like, <laughs> and Hermione's like, I don't hate her. I just think she's an absolutely appalling teacher and a real old fraud. But Harry should go. <laughs> he already missed history of magic. Literally. Oh man. Okay. Anyway. You walked out of divination. You hate Trelawney. I don't hate her. <laughs> I don't hate her. I just hate everything about her. Yeah. I no hate everything about her, what she does, and her face. <laughs> but I don't hate her. God, no. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that was beautiful. Um. Oh, man. Yeah, so then, um, later on, later on. What happens in Divination again? <laughs> oh, oh, what yeah. happens in Divination? So, Trelawney has, like, a mini breakdown because... Obviously, she's received um, less than positive... Review. Uh, yeah, a less than positive review. 
which we know that Umbridge can fire professors. So getting a, a not positive review means you might no longer teach at Hogwarts by the end of the week. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so let's see. Yeah. She's, who's insulting you? The establishment. Yeah. Oh, she's so dramatic. I. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Let's be real. She's absolutely right. She is being attacked by the establishment. Specifically, the agent of the establishment is Dolores Umbridge, but the the establishment itself is the Ministry of Magic. She was appointed by the Ministry of Magic to the post and then given the role of High Inquisitor at Hogwarts by the Minister of Magic. Mm -hmm. So when Trelawney, being extra dramatic, says, The Establishment! She's not wrong. It's not paranoia if somebody is actually out to get you. Yeah. Um, And so... After divination, Hermione joins him uh, at Defense Against the Dark Arts. And it can just be summed up very quickly as... Please turn to page 34 of Defensive Magical Theory and read the third chapter entitled... The Case for Non-Offensive Response to Magical Attack. There will be no need to talk. Say Harry, Ron, and Hermione together under their breaths. And there's also no Quidditch practice. Yes. Uh, after dinner, they go to the common yeah. room and Angelina. I just wanted to say that because yeah, they said there will be no need to talk. And then and the next thing is Angelina says there's no Quidditch practice. Yes. So there's um, a whole lot of no happening. Yep. Uh, even though Harry tries to tell like, I, I was good. My temper. Yes. I was good. Like, I, I even helped wrong. Neville not lose his temper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. She needs, uh, apparently Umbridge needs more time to consider reforming the uh, the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Even though she's already given permission to, to the, the Slytherins other. right away. And the other two. She, she, she's done it to the other teams, but the Slytherin team, like, was instant. Yes. Didn't even didn't need to confer. Like, I'm pretty sure it just happened. Yeah. Woohoo! So, Harry's like, you know... First, an extra assignment, and now we don't get Quidditch practice either? This is some bull... Dookie. Caca. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile... We both reined ourselves in there. Yes. You're welcome. Meanwhile, Fred and George demonstrate their latest Skyving Snack Box product, puking pastils, which induce projectile vomiting. Um, you know, I've always wanted something that could help me projectile vomit... No, never. True. Uh, so we skip ahead to later that night when the common room is clearing out. Is completely empty but them. Yes. And has finished being cleared out. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sirius has said appears in the common room fireplace. That was the worst fake laugh ever. Yes. He has heard about Harry's defensive magic group from Anungus Fletcher, who was in the hogshead during the meeting. Guess which one he was? Guess which one he was? The heavily... Veiled witch. I love the idea of Menungus Fletcher being a crossdresser. You know what? Serve. Snap. Snap for me. I can't do it. There we go. Okay. 
Okay, enough. Th- those were both. I'm sorry. I was showing off. My no, bad. I understand. So, um, <laughs> Sirius is like, you have to choose your meeting places more carefully. The hog's head, I ask you. And Hermione's like, well, it was better than the three broomsticks. It's always packed with people. And just like you and I oh, said in the last episode, Sirius says, which means you'd have been harder to overhear You've got a lot to learn, Hermione. <laughs> and didn't we just say that? Even though I knew... Yes. That is a criticism that Sirius had. Or like has after the fact. Yeah. I like thoroughly agree. Yes. And that's why I said like... If you think like someone who is honorable and someone who like... Who is good trying to do something sneaky... Hermione's thinking makes complete sense. Yes. Go somewhere where you won't... Where like not a lot of people go... But, like, it's too conspicuous. It's Exactly. So then they're like, well, who who overheard us? Like you said, Mundungus Fletcher. And they're like, we're still being followed? Harry asks angrily. And Sirius is like, well, yeah. And it's a good thing you were because the first time you had a weekend off, <laughs> you formed an illegal defense group. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Sirius passes on Mrs. Weasley's message that Ron is forbidden to get involved. And her advice that Harry and Hermione abandon it. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, Ron, I've sworn to pass a message from your mother. Oh, yeah? Said Ron, sounding apprehensive. She says, on no account whatsoever are you to take part in an illegal secret defense against the dark arts group. She says you'll be expelled for sure and your future will be ruined. She says there will be plenty of time to learn how to defend yourself later and that you are too young to be worrying about that right now. She also... Sirius's eyes turned toward the other two, advises Harry and Hermione not to proceed with the group, though she accepts that she has no authority over either of them and simply simply begs them to remember that she has their best interests at heart. She would have written all of this to you, but if the owl had been intercepted, you'd all have been in real trouble. And she can't say it for herself because she's on duty tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's fallen to me to be the messenger and make sure you tell her I passed it all on because I don't think she trusts me to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so you think we shouldn't um, join, be part of a defense group? He's like, me? me? Certainly, Certainly not. not. I think it's an excellent idea. You do? <laughs> uh... You do? Of course I do. Do you think your father and I would have leaned down and taken orders from an old hag like Umbridge? But last term, all you did was tell me to be careful and not take risks. Last year, all the... Uh, last term, rather. Yes. Anyway, uh, last year, all, all the evidence was that someone inside Hogwarts was trying to kill you, Harry. This year, we know there's someone outside Hogwarts who'd like to kill us all. So <laughs> I, I think learning to defend yourselves properly is a very good idea. He's He's right. Mm-hmm. He's right. Last year, the issue, the problem was within, and they're like, lay low till we figure it out. Now the problem is out in the open, and they're like, okay, learn to defend yourself. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So they're talking about it, and they're like, just be smart. Everything will be fine. Um, you're going to have to find a way... You have to find a space to practice jinxes and what have you. And he's like, well, use the map. And I'm sure that there's a way that you can do it. And he's like, no, Fred and George told me that entrance is blocked. He's like, oh, well, then we'll have to figure something else out. 
And right then, Sirius is frowning. And he's like, Sirius, what's up? And Sirius's face vanishes. Harry gaped at the flames for a moment, then turned to look at Ron and Hermione. Why did he? Hermione gave a horrified gasp and leapt to her feet, still staring at the fire. A hand had appeared amongst the flames, groping as though to catch hold of something. A stubby, short-fingered hand covered in ugly, old-fashioned rings. We know who that is. The three of them ran for it. At the door of the boys' dormitory, Harry looked back. Umbridge's hand was still making snatching movements amongst the flames, as though she knew exactly where Sirius's hair had been moments before and was determined to seize it. I don't like Umbridge at all. So now we know that the fireplaces are being monitored. Are monitored, yeah. And we can assume it would be a, a proper deduction to make that because of the way that Hedwig showed up, that the owls are also being monitored and intercepted. It's basically just every way to communicate to people in the castle, in and out of the castle, is being monitored. Yeah. So that's Great. fun. Right? Dude. I... Why? Why? The, the, the ministry poop. Why? Because it's a good example of what happens when people in power want to... Too much to, government oversight. Yes. Yeah. When there's too much government oversight and when people in power want to stop dissidents, usually the dissidents are students. In, in, every, in every major revolution, it's young people who do it. Students, young laborers, whatever. They are the ones who organize and rebel. They're the ones who start a revolution when their current government is not supporting them, is actually oppressing them, is doing things it shouldn't. So this makes perfect sense that everything is monitored that comes in and out because then they can control the narrative of what's happening in the school and what's happening outside of the school. Because if you control the narrative, you control the people. The status is not quo. No. <laughs> It's so not quo. If you know the reference to that, you're good. So, I got a little political. My bad. You did. I did, but this is the this is a very heavily political <sighs> book. It's the only one, thank God. Yes, but this is the thing that. Sorry, not sorry. This is the kind of thing that made me want to get into political science. Well, see, the thing is that I'm exhausted with politics right now. This doesn't sound really stupid, but when I give it context, you're going to be like, oh my god. So in the game, New World, that I've been playing, as you drop your head, it's fine. There's three factions, mm -hmm. okay? There's the yellow people, who are like religious people. And then there's purple people, who are like sneaky backstabbers. Are there purple people eaters in the... In the game? Anyway. And then there's green. They, they have names. The, the yellow okay, ones so you are said covenant. purple do what? They're like sneaky backstabby. Okay, people. okay. And then there's green who are like... Like like himbos. Okay. No, so like literally. So the yellow, they're called the covenant. They're like culty religious people. Okay. And then the syndicate, which is purple. They're like assassinating kind of backstabby little douchebags. Okay. And then... 
the the green people like we hit things. Okay. And so I'm in. I'm a marauder naturally, and uh, I'm in the best marauder company in my server. In the purple group. No green. Green is marauder. Syndicate is purple. Yes, but you said purple are are sneaky. Yeah. Marauders need to be sneaky. No, no, no. no. Okay, that doesn't make sense, but continue. Marauders aren't sneaky people, though. Go ahead. Anyway. um, Say that to the marauders from the map. Anyway, they were sneaky. Different kind of marauders. Anyway, so you can conquer territories Mm -hmm. for your faction. And initially, marauders, green, were the best in my server. And then we ended up not being the best. Because we did the childish thing where it's like, we don't help people if they don't help us. And so purple started helping each other, like the, the, the guilds, the companies. Mm-hmm. And so they got really big. And that happened to the other so they got really big. And we excluded other companies. And so now, you got really small. Yeah. And so our faction is now the worst. And we have a Discord server. And I joined. I, I am not joking with you. I am talking 30 to 40 year old men yelling at each other because we can't beat the other factions now in wars to conquer territories. Yelling. Come together. And they're like. Come together. They're like, yeah, but what do we do to fix it? And I'm sitting there like. Come together. Literally. Form an alliance. There's a smaller company. Be nice to them. Help them level up. Do some stuff. Maybe offer advice. Be there in the help channel. Be there in the faction chat. Be there in general even. Help people out. People will start, you know, not hating us. Want to help us. And then we can conquer things. We can conquer territories. We can make friends. We can make alliances. And I'm like, I did not know I was getting into a political race when I started playing this game. Yes. I didn't know. If there's people involved, <laughs> there's always it's be... going to be political. Dude, it, I'm listening... Why did you not know this? I'm listening to a married man with two children yell about a fictional territory that we could conquer in a video game and how we don't have it and how our company sucks and our faction sucks now. And I'm just like, maybe too far. <laughs> maybe too far. Maybe. It's okay. So politics are a thing that us as humans really enjoy. Or not. Either way. I, I laughed. I muted myself and was just laughing at them yelling at each other. for, And it, was, it wasn't for like a minute or two. It was for like half an hour. So, but that makes sense. Like, come together. Yeah. You, uh, you, made the mis- you made the mistake of not helping each other out in the mm-hmm. beginning. Okay, so now you're kind of screwed. Yeah. But you can dig yourself out of the holes, the giant, enormous holes you dug for yourselves, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, by helping out other people. Because yeah. once you help out other people, then you form an alliance. And as an alliance, you can accomplish more. Yeah, that's what I suggested. That's I was like, literally all it is. Yeah, I was like, just be... I, I unmuted and said that. I was like, just be welcoming. Just be nice to people. If you're nice... Like, it'll take an hour out of your day, but what if they go, that person helped me from that company, maybe I should help that company. Yeah. 
surprise, now we have... Kill surprise. Yeah, instead of having, like, you know, 30 people who are trying to push an objective, maybe you have 50 people. Yes. Like, it makes a difference. It does. I don't know. People are stupid. No. Some people are stupid. No. It's that... It's not, it's not stupidity, because I think that that's not the appropriate word to use there. People are selfish and self-serving. And egotistical. And short-sighted. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not, it's not necessarily a, a matter of intelligence. It's, or a lack thereof. It's literally, they're not seeing the, the they have a problem with delayed gratification. Everything needs to work now. If I need to work really hard on it, it's not worth it. That's what it is. As opposed to, let me work a little bit right now so that later it's way easier. True. Human nature. (sighs) So. Human beings. Anyway, back to Harry Potter because we definitely diverged. But it was related. A little bit. About politics and stuff. Yes. Um. So, yeah, there is no longer a way for them to talk to anyone outside anyone. of the school. Yeah. And it's hard to even talk to anyone in the school. So that's the issue, I think, in this book very heavily is that Harry can't really communicate with anyone. Well, we already knew he that. He can't talk to Dumbledore because Dumbledore no. won't talk to him. Yes. Now he can't talk to Sirius because... If he does, if he tries to, like, send Hedwig or something... Hedwig could be really hurt. What if she gets hurt again and, like, okay, Grubbly Plane can take care of it this time. What if she can't next time? time? Yeah. Um, he, He can't risk Sirius coming closer. Nope. Because then if anyone else sees Sirius and can identify him, it's kind of game over on that one. Yes. And we already know that he was spotted once... At the train station. The thing that I don't understand is why Harry never thinks of McGonagall. McGonagall is very clearly part of the Order of the Phoenix. Because I I think... Because I think he formed a bond with, with Dumbledore first. And his first thought is always to go there. Because as, as bad as this is going to sound... When, when, and I've noticed it in this book throughout, when the boys are looking for people of authority to talk to, they talk to Dumbledore, they talk to Lupin, they talk to Sirius, uh, they talk to Hagrid. They don't think to talk to the females. Actually, I agree with you because Hermione, when she needs to go above, she goes to McGonagall. With the firebolt. Yes. With, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen shortly. So, Hermione did did really great in school. So, who went to her? McGonagall. And gave her the time turner. No, but I'm... I'm, I'm Uh, No, 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 I know. I'm going to bring, I'm bringing, again, slight spoiler, it's happening after the next chapter, chapter after. Mm -hmm. Um, When, or did it happen already? What? Um, when Hermione goes to McGonagall about the, the the detentions and McGonagall confronts Umbridge. It didn't happen yet. Okay, it's going to happen shortly. But who who did she go to? She didn't go to Dumbledore. No. She went to McGonagall and was like, 
Umbridge is giving, like, self-harm, self-mutilation as detention. Yes. Yeah. So, the for whatever reason, the girls feel more comfortable going to f- female professors. Mm-hmm. The boys feel more comfortable going to male professors. It, it, it It's the way the books were written. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. So, I don't think in Harry's mind... He thinks of going to McGonagall until he starts having to go to McGonagall, you know? And also another thing is, even though Harry feels like Snape is always against him. Mm-hmm. And he is correct. Not, not, he is partially he is, correct. He is mostly correct. There are some things that Snape has done thus far that have been to help instead of hurt. But Snape is just really, really rough with him. The thing that Harry needs to understand, though, is that Snape, that Snape has been appointed to where he is in terms of in the school and in the Order of the Phoenix by Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And so why is it that, given this, Harry never tries to talk to Snape? Because Snape has been nothing but rude and mean to him. But Snape is another means of communication to talk to Sirius, to get a message to Sirius. Would you communicate with your bully? Especially if your bully was somebody who was in a position of power, of authority over you? Would you talk to them for help? If someone I trust trusted them, maybe I would be very apprehensive. And I would even lean towards no. But you're saying this as an adult. True. As a teenager, there's no way on God's green earth that I would have talked to somebody in authority who was constantly, consistently bullying me. Even if they were my only option to talk to somebody I care about. Oh, well, I guess I'm not talking to that person I care about. (coughs) Fair enough. As a teenager, as an adult, we can say, oh, yeah, I would absolutely do this differently. But would we really, though, if we were in the situation? No, not really. Okay. I'm not trying to poo-poo on your ideas. I'm just saying, let's be really real about it. The big the big one, again, that I just don't accept is him not talking to McGonagall. Yes. Snape, I understand. That one, that one is an issue for me. But I feel like he's also not talking to her right now about things because she keeps telling him to calm down and to watch himself. And it's like, he's a teenager who's going through this, this inexplicable, difficult ordeal that nobody else is going through in the same level that he is. So how dare she tell him to calm down? Well, it's because if he stays the course, then he's going to crash and burn. Yes, but he doesn't see that because he's an emotional teenager. Yeah, I don't know. When you when you are upset, when in the history of ever has calmed down helped you calm down? When in the history of your entire life has somebody telling you, hey, 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 calm down? When has that ever helped you? You told me a few times, actually. I can tell you when. I remember. We will discuss this later. No, I, I, but, I will tell you. Um, when I was younger, 
and um, I was going to get into a fight with someone. Mm-hmm. Were because you? Because I thought they stole something from me. My friend got in between us and looked me in the eye and was like, you need to calm down. Yes, but you're talking about a peer. Go ahead. True. And I was like, no, he took my stuff. And he's like, number one, you're not sure. And getting into a fight right now isn't going to help. Okay. So it was, it was hit like his weird calmness, I guess. Yes, but he was also your peer. Slightly different wording, by the way. It wasn't like very. No, 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 no. Bro, don't, don't, don't do this. Like, like curses and whatever. Yeah. And it was like, you need to calm that down. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But it was your peer telling you. Okay. What about another time? Was it a person in authority telling you to calm I mean, down? You've told me to calm down before and it's helped. Yes, but I'm also not saying it in a condescending way or in the moment where you're 100% on like level 10 of agitation, which Harry currently lives in all the time. True. I, don't know, I think that people, when someone tells you to calm down, there might be a reason instead of like getting even more annoyed. How dare they tell me what to do? You like try and examine your own emotions in that moment because hey maybe this person is telling me for a valid reason yeah but that's that's expecting a lot from someone who is already emotionally dysregulated like at a super duper high degree if i'm just a little upset and you tell me you know maybe you're overreacting calm maybe, down a maybe, little bit maybe if you keep going like don't don't be dramatic mm-hmm. Don't no, because for me, dramatic is somewhat of a trigger word. True. So that doesn't work. If somebody says to me, hey, if I'm on level out of one to ten, if I'm on level one, two, three, if somebody says, come, come down, take a second, breathe. If they are my peer, if they are somebody I consider an equal, if they tell me to calm down, I don't know. Okay, let's just stop. No, but I want to finish the thought. The thought. If they tell me to calm down, then I'm going to calm down. If I'm already on a four, five, six, seven, forget it. There's nothing. Like, even if you're a peer, it's going to annoy me. Because I'm already dysregulated and I need to go through it to get out of it. Okay. And I think that that's tying it back to Harry Potter. I think that's what's happening here. He's already operating on a baseline five. Like, he's not at a regular calm anything. So you can't reach him. Especially not as a person, a figure of authority. Like, when McGonagall told him to calm down when he got the biscuits and whatever, he literally wanted to storm out of there. And she's like, take another biscuit. I don't want one. Relax. Take a biscuit. And he's like, okay, fine. But he was still annoyed. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was when he was at like a five. Imagine. Yeah. There's no way. Okay. Now that we've talked about biscuits. Off we go. Off we go. Take up some biscuits, baby. No, I didn't bring any cookies today. They didn't have any. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. We talk about. We talk much. about everything. Too much. Too Not much. too much. Too much.